Bum, 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 bum. Wow, that got my attention. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is the Value Guys with the uh, Value Line Observer. I'm Vern Value, and I'm Val Hughes. Get it? And we're here. Uh, we're here to talk stocks as we are every week. Uh, we take a look at Value Lines. Uh, industry sectors that they cover that week and the stocks they like and uh, we usually find some others that are better ideas and uh, at least value line investment survey we go through it every week uh great tool it's the only research tool we're using so exclusive to this show be careful because although we are uh, working wall street analysts with um, you know 25 years experience uh, we, uh, we're, we're, you know, this is just for fun. We're doing this for entertainment Completely purposes. Completely for entertainment, if um, only entertaining ourselves. There's a matter of pride involved here, of course. Uh, well, we we're trying we're, to pick we them right. We think we're doing okay, but... Uh, we're going to put our record up on the website. We haven't done that yet. We're, we're working, working on, on it. it. It's not too bad. Of course, we do that in the bull market, but uh, anyway. Uh, in any event, uh, uh, you can visit our website at www.thevalueguys.com. Lots of disclosures there. And learn more about us and uh, why we've taken on Secret Identity so that we can bring you our unbiased and unaltered, our candid, our insightful, Wall Street-based observations about uh, interesting stock ideas every week. These are actually the same insights we'd give to, you know, institutional clients, except we've been drinking in the case of this show, unlike, yeah, during the day. Not too loudly. That's okay. People were probably, they might have been distracted. A lot of trading in the middle of the night. Um, a little bit later, we're going to come back, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to talk about what maybe we ought to do with some of our uh, winnings in Winnebago. Um, got a couple other stocks I want to talk about, including uh, the you know really the uh, sort of the crown jewel, the leader in the segment in terms of uh, uh, the education sector, ITT educational. But first, we're going to go to my partner Val who has yes. some other very interesting ideas. Well, I've got a couple week. of things. I looked through, you know, this week uh, there was uh, food processing, which, you know, demographics uh, don't really help me there. It's a population you know, a thing. Weeks, Grocery stores. My observation is a lot of weeks there's a lot of stars on this page. And there, there aren't even that many stocks that Value Line has a one or a two on, apparently. And there's, what are the ones? Safeway. Well, a bunch of food, which is population growth. There's two number one rated stocks this week. Even if if you gain share in food, it's because you carry a different vegetable or something. I mean, it's it's hard to grow there. ITT, by the way, they is one of their featured stocks. Tobacco. I mean, you know, I actually looked at a couple in there. Anyway, Anyway. uh, okay. So, I think is it? Go ahead. Tobacco, Canadian banks, manufactured housing, soft drinks. Entertainment technology. It's a really kind of a hodgepodge. Hodgepodge. I found a few things. This is Val. Val Hughes. Thanks for listening in, everybody. Uh, this week, you know, kind of a hodgepodge. Is it time for the beverage break yet? No. I'm oh, sure everyone okay. wishes it was, including myself. But in any case, okay. I don't even have the right things in front of me here. Uh-oh. All right. So the first one I'm going to do is, the, where's the table of contents? There you go. Okay, the food processing area. Now, I'm looking through here. And there's something in here that I've been watching for about a year. Uh, first of all, I want to say I'm not that well prepared today for the show, frankly. And why is that? Well, the quarter just ended. I'm going to reveal a little clue to my identity. I'm on the buy side. I spent many years on the sell side. Loved it. But now I'm on the buy side, preparing for some client meetings. And it's just good news. We've had a very good month. Value uh, investors have had a great couple of months. If you've been listening into the show, the things we're talking about, these things move around, but we've been in a very strong period. That's not to say there's not more to come. I think, you know, you can always find a good idea, but I've been a little busy uh, this week at work, frankly. And so um, 
I kind of took a quick look through the uh, table of contents this week, and there's a, there's a bunch of stocks here I know pretty well, and one that I'm working on right now. So I, the first one I want to talk about is really kind of a crazy idea. It's a flyer, and uh, you just have to buy a little of it. You just have to do it, and here's why. It's called American Italian Pasta, ticker PLB. It's on page 1482. This stock has been in a free fall for many years, about three years, and it kind of started because uh, evidently one of these diets, you know, pasta is not good for you. Uh, which guy? I think there's some carb <clears throat> hydrates yeah. in pasta. So there's something that's not good for you, whatever. These guys, what do they do? They sell pasta uh, in North America and Italy, which if you're going to sell pasta, that gives me a little credibility if I'm selling in Italy. 80 different shapes. So these guys know what they're doing. It's not one shape, ladies and gentlemen. It's eighty, and they're would you know be most of the available shapes. I, I bet I couldn't name even there might be 10 some shapes. obscure Italian so film stars that I, have their I just faces think, memorialized in pasta in the home country. But. Undoubtedly, but that tells me these guys are pasta pros if they can make eighty different shapes. They sell under a lot of different brands. You know, brands in pasta are regional. So Mueller's you may know in your neighborhood. Well, I've or, eaten that before. Yeah, that's them. Pasta Labella. Uh, and but here's the rub. Never heard of it. This thing sells at seven bucks. In 2002, it was at 48. Okay. In 2002, they had 21 dollars a share in sales. In, what, and what they is were it now? well, it's it's a little more than that. It's <laughs> the reason I can't tell you. Unfortunately, <laughs> here's a little bit of the rub here is that they actually haven't filed any financial documents in about. This is Part of the opportunity is that what you're yeah. telling me? So uh, what uh, what you what you got here is a company that you really have no freaking clue what their earnings are. But well, uh, by all means, buy some. Well, no. Here's <laughs> here's why I'm interested. Here's why it's a fly. I don't have any. Debt, okay. Do they? Now they're still reporting sales. Well, that's just the thing they do. Okay. Oh. They have. <laughs> oh, it's, it they have, better all the time. No, no, no. They have 270 million dollars in debt, but. In 2004, they had $340 million in equity. So if I look back a couple of years, the equity debt ratio wasn't too bad. Uh, according to Value Line, it's 43% debt. a few debt years now, before the diet that said you can eat anything you want okay. except pasta. But they are, I understand, but they are reporting. <laughs> Swept the country. They are, just listen up, Verm, for I a am. minute, please. <laughs> they are reporting sales, and their sales per share, they're down a little bit. They lost a couple of accounts. Uh, the big food distributor that we may talk about in a little while, Cisco, uh, you know, they accounted for about 11% of American Italian pasta's revenue. They're going to back away next year by mutual agreement. It's good for American Italian pasta because now they can pursue other channels that uh, they were precluded from in their somewhat uh, onerous agreement with Cisco. So they're giving up some sales to Cisco or from Cisco. Uh, but just here, in 2002, when the stock was at 48 they generated $3.50 a share in cash flow. Their sales per share are right now probably $25 a share. And uh, I wish I could tell you what the cash flow per share is because I can't because they haven't reported it in uh, several years. So that's the thing. But um, well, I have a what feeling. Do the, what do you think the market is discounting as an Well, here's, here's my flow. lesson. You know, values is going to have a lesson of the week, okay, a value lesson. <laughs> is it going to hurt? No, it's for my kids. They're listening oh, okay. in. Everyone else can ignore. But if you have fear around something like this, people don't like fear. 
So one of the big edges value guys have nowadays, it used to be, you know, proprietary information. There's still some of that on small stocks. I think on larger stocks, because of Reg FD and things like that, it's harder to find proprietary information, although we seek it out. Although since in this show we're using just value line, I can tell you none of this information it's based on is proprietary. Like right. But, uh, you know, one of the edges you can have as a value guy is you can have patience, which means you have long-term horizons when the market's so worried about next quarter. Now, the fact that these guys haven't reported for a couple years, the reason they haven't done that, I think, is because of uh, some options issues and, uh, you know, this is affecting a lot of people. They don't, the thing is, the options issue is going to be a 5 to 10% sort of thing, well, but, but not... people can't file documents until they know what their earnings are going to be. So it's sort of a, there's more fear involved than is warranted given, I think, the severity of the situation. Uh, but that creates a lot Recognizing of... Recognizing that you don't really know what's going right. on. Right. I don't know what's going on, and I'm very open about that. But okay. I know their sales per share are higher. I know the economics for pasta haven't dramatically changed. changed. They have... We've talked to what's grocers... With wheat prices? Wheat prices are... Uh, uh, they're actually up some, I think, because... Um, no, mate. They're down. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. This is not a well... They're up or they're down. Uh, this is a sales per share play, really. And I think margins... Margins at the last time of their reporting, these guys were doing mid-20s margins during most of the you know, late 90s. And the last reported number in 04 was 14%. They did bring on a lot of capacity at that time. The sad thing for these guys is they brought on a lot of capacity right, right. before the time when no one wanted pasta. That was a problem. And the stock is down from 48, so needless to say. But at this point, you know, population, even if everyone has half as much pasta, when you have twice as many people, which happens eventually, you still get back to the same volumes. Uh, they have managed to have a, a decent return on equity over their history in low teens. The last cash flow on record was 2 bucks a share. Uh, even if it's now $1 a share, you know, a, a low price helps you need to know less, everybody, as you know. I would take a little flyer on this. I've burned a lot of time talking about it. It's interesting. It's page 1482. Go on, Edgar. Get the 10K. Read about it. Uh, I think this is a, a real compelling value. The first stock on the table. Hold it for five years. Just put a teeny bit of money in it, you know. Just don't go out to dinner two times. Put that money into this. You'll be glad you did. Okay. Let me get on to something I know some a little more about, but thank you. Not much more. <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, I know enough on that. It's so cheap. Okay, take two interactive ticker T. We like passion. Passion is. I'm good. passionate about that. It's cheap. It's cheap as hell. Uh, okay, take two interactive T T W O, page sixteen oh four. I I think we might have talked about. Oh, this everybody before. knows about this stock. Well, Value Line doesn't really describe it well. Take Two is one of the larger, um, you know. Here's here's what Value Line says about it. Take Two Interactive develops, publishes, and distributes interactive entertainment software games and accessories for the PC, PlayStation One and Two, Xbox, obviously Xbox 360, GameCube, Game Boy, so all the video game platforms. And they've been hurt a little bit this year, of course, by the delay in the uh, PlayStation Three, which at one time was thought to be available for Christmas. Um, and some of that is being picked up by Xbox 360, which they're on. Uh, some of it's going to Nintendo. They're not on that platform. But uh, Value Line doesn't describe what they do here other than to say they own well, a bunch of... Infamous they, part. Well, right. But they own a bunch of uh, game studios. So I think that, you know, at this time in history, 
these game studios are like the movie studios of the 40s where where you have to think where do people spend their time now movie revenues are up but actually bodies in the theater are down its prices and DVD sales that are up people are at home watching things on their screen television you know network television newspapers magazines all losing share of time with eyeballs and you have internet gaining share and video games gaining share in fact uh, more time is now being spent on I think equal in these age groups that pay money to advertisers equal on video games to television and that's big news for the studios there's only about four of them that are public EA Electronic Arts is the big banana you know they're a giant market yeah, cap this week's issue and if you I know but if you look at their valuation it's phenomenally expensive. Most of their best titles rely on royalty payments to people that own the brands. And so their actual net out of that is not as great. John Madden. It's, well, I forget know, all their titles, right. all the net, you know, you NFL, know NBA, the yeah. baseball leagues. They pay huge money. Uh, Take-Two actually owns one of the best franchises in video games. They own it themselves. It's called little Grand... little controversy here. Well, there's controversy, which is free publicity. It's called Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in addition to that, they've had a resignation of the CFO over this little bugaboo that has everybody up in arms. Uh, options expenses and options uh, grants and all that. Backdating. Well... I'm not a lawyer, but you know, some of these guys probably did something wrong, but some of them were doing things that seemed legal at the time, and they maybe took advantage of some laws, but who doesn't? That's what laws are for, you, as long as, as long you're you tax following the law. And so I think a lot of this is fear in the marketplace of scandal versus actually any ultimate economic impact on the value of these companies. And in take two, I think that creates an opportunity. The stock's up a little bit since we talked about it. I actually bought it at about 12. It's uh, 1466 today. But it's not too late whatsoever. This stock peaked out at uh, 27 back in 03 with $15 a share in sales. Uh, Value Line, I think rightly so, predicts $18 a share in sales in 07. And yet the stock is half that value. Uh, and here's the reason. Margins are down. Why? Well, a lot of legal expenses I don't associated. Know why. Well, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You were yeah, about to it explain It was a rhetorical why, question, right? Ah, it's okay. just trying to keep the show moving along. I just woke up there for a moment. Without being... I'll go back to sleep. Okay. So, I now I'm lost my train of thought. So, why are margins going down? Well, right. first of all, there's two reasons. One is legal expenses, all these government people coming at them for a couple reasons, the options backdating thing which is spread across a lot of other, you know, companies, but also a little something called hot coffee. You heard of the hot coffee thing? Yeah. The whole hot coffee thing? Uh -huh. Well, yeah. uh, go to Google, type in Grand Theft Auto space hot coffee, and what you're going to see is, uh, I mean, is you're going to see some fuzzed out pink bodies uh, in, in a video game, and uh, everyone's up in arms about this because these games were, I guess, uh, rated uh, PG-13, and evidently these fuzzed out uh, video images were viewed to be you know, X-rated or R-rated, certainly. I mean, it's nothing that you can't get from your older brother's uh, under his bed, okay? But uh, everybody was up in arms about this. Uh, or if your kids know the password on your cable TV, you know, they're seeing things worse than this. But in any case, it was a big controversy that there was a download called Hot Coffee that you could add into your Grand Theft Auto and that uh, there was some issue as to whether the company sort of did that surreptitiously to create yeah. a buzz or whatever. Uh, and then there was some concern that the game was going to be out of Walmart. Well, 
uh, I've spoken to the company. The game is not out of Walmart. It's back in Walmart. There's lots of R and M rated games in Walmart that do well. That's yeah, an they're old... supposed to keep them behind the counter and require an yeah. ID to sell well, them. And you. also, there's online. There's downloads. This is a this is an old issue. I think the options thing is fear that you can take advantage of by just recognizing that that's all going to go away. Different people are going to be in. The criminals are going to be gone, and they're going to still own. Grand Theft Auto, one of the best franchises in all of video games. The nice thing about Grand Theft Auto 3, or whatever, is that there's going to be a Grand Theft Auto 4, and then 5, and then 6. And there's something going on also at Take-Two. Oh, good. I know. They've been buying studios, and the, the, the software designers behind these games have been demanding more salary and things like that. And so their expenses have gone up. They've bought a bunch of studios in the last couple of years. They've, they also own the rights to the game uh, series Civilization by Sid Meier. They have a bunch of stuff. This new bully coming out. They have a whole bunch of yeah, stuff. It's, a, lot of it's a diversified platform. Grand Theft Auto, I think, only accounts for 30% of revenue. The perception is it's all a revenue. It's not. They've got seven different things going on. I don't want to take all the time here other than to say that 15% uh, of revenues here are distribution of all kinds of games, so they have some you know, stability there. So it's what's not cash flow? Cash flow, uh, well, it's not super cheap on cash flow. It's a buck a share predicted for next year cash flow, stock at 14. But there's a lot of upfront expenses for these new businesses they've bought. There's legal... And, uh, you know, well, when PlayStation... Know this is a space where you can trade a lot higher than that kind of a... Well, and the trends are so positive in terms of hours online. Here's my guess. This thing is going to earn two to three bucks in free cash flow over the next couple years as these deals they've, you know, written to the software designers and such and the legal expenses go away. Three, four years out, you've got this base growth in just units in the home of, of you know, when, when, when PlayStation 3 comes out, that's going to be a huge plus. Yeah. So I'd say you got two to three bucks in free cash flow, not no net in, in gross cash flow, and uh, their capex per share here is fifty sixty cents. They can earn three bucks a share gross, two fifty net. That could sell it ten fifteen times, and uh, that's going to be a big winner. I look for the stock to be in the you know thirties to forties over the next three years. Take two interactive sixteen oh four. What's the symbol? T T W O. And then I've got one last one. I've taken a lot of time here, so thanks for listening in, everybody. Uh, this is very uh You're doing the education topical. space, too. Well, just one. All right. That's well, all I'm doing, too. Yeah. Uh, Apollo Group, ticker APOL, rated four. I just want to say Take-Two Interactive is rated five. Just oh, it's toxic. Just ignore that, ladies and gentlemen. Move along. Uh, okay, Apollo rated four. Uh, what do I like about this stock? Education, so that's good. Um, people, you know, universities and colleges, prices continue to outpace inflation. Uh, you know, families of baby boomers strapped because they've got aging parents on one side, kids on the other. You know, you can't continue to pay these tuition bills. Uh, everyone knows they need education. These guys fill a nice gap uh, and, and get you into the trades and get you into, you know, a, a good career path. And they have... Uh, you know, outplacement people to help you do that. This company for years has sold at a big premium to uh, earnings with P.E. relative ratios, you know, near two times over the last 10 years. Right now it's at 80%. The stock's down a lot. There's a lot of controversy in the industry with phony enrollments and, uh, you know, a lot of money on SG&A instead of education. So you've got state government so if, you, if you wonder why the SEC is giving everybody such a hard time about sticking to gap measures and uh, maybe it's a company that sells loaves of bread, and it, here's why. This industry. 
Well, there's a lot of uh, controversy in this industry about, you know, how much are you spending to recruit versus on education, how many hours in the classroom, etc. I think they're getting through all that. Certainly the stock is down from a high of 98 in 04. It's at 35. And again, just looking at sales per share as a measure, you know, margin opportunities haven't changed that much here. They used to earn uh, actually, you know, in the 25-26% margins, they're earning 30% now. So this is all a perception problem in the multiple. Growth has slowed, enrollment has slowed, but there's an easy answer for that. When you have an economy that has the lowest unemployment rate uh, in 30 years, you have less people that need to think they need education to get a job because they already have a job. So actually, if you're reading recent uh, pundits about the slowdown in GDP for the third quarter or, uh, you know, how higher interest rates and, uh, you know, uh, construction and housing declines are going to lead to a recession down the road, this is good insurance for that type of environment. All these construction workers that aren't building homes are maybe going to go, you know, try to get an education. So this is a cyclical enrollment pattern in that sense, and they're giving it away right now. There's going to be uh, three bucks a share in cash flow next year. A stock at 35, that's a tad higher than I like, but almost all the cash flow flows to free cash flow. Very little capital spending when you need a classroom. And uh, the company has absolutely no debt, which, by the way, just uh, to retrace, uh, Take Two has no debt. Just want to say that. But Apollo has no debt. Top line been doing nothing but going well, up here. Well, uh, revenues right. per yeah. share continue to go up. So at the peak price, uh, they had revenues per share of. 10 bucks, and right now they're going to do 15. The stock is uh, a third of its old peak. So there's not much else to talk about. Uh, the enrollment issues, I think, turn around with the economy. Um, they're going to move on to the next scandal. They're, they'll fix whatever the regulators want them to fix, and they'll move on. These companies earn 30% operating margins with no debt. So needless to say, uh, here's another it's example. It's a four, and you like it. Yeah, fear gives you an edge. edge so an edge, right. uh, that's all I have this week. This has been Val Hughes. And uh, Time for a beverage break? I have a beverage, beverage here. Parent? We actually have glass this week. Uh, uh, so here's to you. Thanks cheers. for listening in, everybody. Well, I'm going to change the... Well, I'd uh, like to introduce you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. And now... Say something nice. With great fanfare, I'd like to introduce my partner, Vern Value. Thank Vern. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thank you. Bum, 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 bum. That actually sounds like... What is that? Dan, I don't know. CBS, CBS maybe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm going to change the order in which I'm going to talk about these stocks. Yeah, why because not? you did Apollo. I didn't realize you were doing Apollo. We can do whatever I've we want. I've got ITT Education, oh, symbol good. ESI. Jane, you Educational what? Services, Inc. or something like that. ITT. Um, this was spun out of ITT. When? Uh, 1994, I guess. They used to be a giant. Uh, Starwood, parent of ITT, sold about 48% of the shares to the public and then sold the rest in 99. And this company is the class act in this space. Been around for a long time. Wait, they had the stamp of approval. I thought Apollo was the class no, act. No, ITT, because they had the they had the stamp of approval of having been associated with, with such a big NYSE company that they had to be above board and have What the about this being associated with a moon mission? Very powerful argument, but I'm still going to go with okay. the big I thought I'd give it a try. company. All right. Um, ITT Educational Services, leading post-secondary education, associate and bachelor's in, in information technology, electronic technology, computer-aided drafting and design, criminal justice and business. Criminal justice. 
I like that. You know, all the kids, we've had a couple interns the last couple of years in a row in aspirational statements from them. They're interested in being maybe a doctor or a forensic pathologist. All these CIA. <laughs> right. Or CSI. Uh, I don't watch them. Student population. 85 schools in 30 states. They have an online product. Uh, 65% of revenue derived from government-sponsored financial aid. All that financial aid. Absolutely. Okay. But... Um, the stock is 25 times earnings, 38% premium to the market, according to this, at almost $70, at, uh, within pennies of its all-time high. Apollo, look at 14 the chart times here, earnings. Look at the chart. Right, exactly. Go ahead and keep them coming. If you look at the chart, you can see that the volatility of stock prices almost disappeared through the course of this year. Stocks trading at over 20 times free cash flow. They're buying back stock, so shareholders' equity is on its way to zero. The trading pattern looks almost controlled the way it's so it really uh, perfectly does, organized here. Yeah. Uh, on track to open 10 to 12 flagship institutes this year, up sharply from four. Okay, so major acceleration in growth, uh, major driver of growth, at, but obviously well known in the stock, right? Rolling out new programs. There's a bunch of. It, What's it say here? Increased competition may result in higher um, educational space becoming increasingly crowded, especially as internet-based internet distance learning. It takes away students from actual physical schools. So um, there, is a, there is a news risk. I, I'm just looking at this as absolutely price for perfection. Maybe, that whole group is maybe, under maybe getting a play on the Democrats taking control of Congress and increasing uh, government support mm -hmm. for education. This company already gets 65% of it. So I could see that play, but it, it, I mean, this looks like a good short to me. Every name in the group is buying the rumors, sell on the news. Yeah, Everybody good. else has been rocked. This one still hanging in. Okay, now I want to move on to. Uh, um, you know, we'll we'll um, we'll do a little victory lap on Winnebago, uh, which we talked about last time. Uh, Value Line just lowered their rating to five. By the way, they they like ITT. It's one of their few twos this week. That's why we were talking about it. Um, and a hot name in the space. Stock's been huge, right? Which one? ITT. Yeah. Uh, for no Winnebago. Reason. Yeah. So I'd be obviously I'd be s selling out of that. Uh, in Winnebago, leading manufacturer of RV, primary emphasis on motorhomes. We recommended this stock before. We thought it looked like it was trying to make a bottom. Uh, it been sort of oversold. Great demographic story I think most people are generally familiar with, but some of the numbers are really compelling. Uh, value line in this report on Winnebago, number of people over the age of 55, which is the most important buying group for uh, RVs, set to grow by about 15% over the next few yep. years. Huge demographic. Number of people over the age of 50 going to go up by $4 million annually through 2030. Wow. All right, so there's tremendous opportunity here. The industry's been hurt by uh, uh, weakened consumer confidence, uh, dealer overinvestment in inventory. Gas prices, in of course. Interest rates rising, uh, home prices under pressure, gas prices, short-term issue. Um, but still, I mean, up 20% from its lows, 18 times free cash flow. I did a quick back of the envelope. Looks like about a billion-dollar enterprise value, 800 um, 12 uh, times EBITDA? Yeah, about 12 times EBITDA. The company Thank has a great ROI as well. They have no debt. Uh, yeah, 20, return on 20s. Oh, We've been 20s. looking at this at Tremendous the shop. Company. That's why, we, that's why I, we liked it before. I'd say take some of that money. The valuation's gotten let's a little bit. Let's try to make the exact same play in Monaco Coach, which we cautioned before. Now, um, Value Line just downgraded this to a 5 as well. Because of the chart. 
uh, and the chart, well, and recent, scary, recent bad news in the group. There's been incrementally more disappointing retail activity. That means wholesale shipments to dealers are down more than expected, more pressure on production rates, uh, earnings estimates coming down generally across the group. Uh, Monaco Coach, smaller, much smaller than Winnebago. Instead of a billion-dollar market cap, $350 million. The stock's down more than 60% from its high in 2004. Do they do a higher-end coach? Is that their niche? Uh, the stock is about 11 and three quarters, 1175. Uh, the high was north of 31. There's a 2% yield right now, but I wouldn't pay a lot of attention to that. I was looking at the numbers. I'd say that might be at risk. Um, looks to me like this valuation is something like 12 times normalized free cash flow. So not a not a terrible number. Um, I've got um, only 10% of capital is debt. Okay, they only have 38 million of debt. It's a company with 300 million of book value. Um, as as you can tell, uh, market to books, you know, not not real big. 11.75 on the stock price. Book value apparently about 10.30. Um, looks to me like um, if I try to calculate a likely trough, um, well, I, we're very close to what I think is likely a trough um, uh, profit number, EBITDA number. It looks like we're around eight times that. That's very cheap. For well, the only thought number. is, does the, here's my question. Yeah. Does the uh, housing price index have to start rising? Do people use the proceeds from their home sale to buy one of these things? And with prices down for homes, there's going to be a slowdown in they available buyers. They do, and it, and it might take a year or yeah, you may even need to more to, to wash it Please. out. Mm -hmm. To your point, uh, manufacturers premium Class A and Class C motor coaches and towable RVs, and it's mostly motor coaches. This is like the John Madden's manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, they so sell million-dollar stuff. More insulated well, I, but, from a downturn. Uh, well, but what you're talking about in terms of home price being more right. important to what you can buy, right. this is more likely to be the vehicle you were aspi aspiring to own. That now you can't. Yeah. Your house so their numbers have been lousy. They had to cut. Uh, Value Lines got an update from back in August. They were cutting the numbers to $0.08 cents for earnings this year. Now it's a loss of a dime. Uh, the revenue number keeps going down, but it's north of a billion dollars, right? $350 million market cap. 388 million enterprise value, annual revenue 1.3 billion dollars. Okay, so I got a nice. Remember demographics. Still big. They're going to get economy. Demographics scale. works here yeah, as well. Absolutely. There's some commentary from value lines from cost cutting. So management's trying to do something about this. I just uh, ran a, a little bit of a back of the envelope. I took the 1.3 billion in revenue now. And I assume maybe three years from now, it'd be 20% higher. Eventually, I'd get a recovery of some That's kind. That's fair. I'm at 1.56 billion of revenue, 6% operating margin. Doesn't look outrageous. They've done 10 almost in 99. Well, they're going to get some raw material costs. Well, uh, and they're recovery. taking cost out as well, and you'd have more volume in a business where there is a lot of operating leverage. So that would give me 94 million of EBIT. I add back 12 million of depreciation. I'm at 106, uh, 106 million of EBITDA. I've got a 388 million enterprise value today. So the multiple is less than four times what I. Not irrationally can earn wow. three years from now. So I'd say Great you know to we're going to try to capture this uh, like we caught Winnebago. You know when people are really oversold on a lot of short term, you know uh, negative, just like you were talking about fear. with a you know fear. Um, and then the other stock I want to talk about, I thought was kind of interesting. I've never uh, really looked at this one before. Casey's General Stores. This is in the uh, grocery store industry on page fifteen fifteen. Symbol is C-A-S-Y. Uh, by the way, Monaco Coach is M-N-C. 
Uh, Casey's is C A S Y. Casey, get it? Uh, <laughs> Twenty three fifty, basically. Eighteen times earnings. Uh, even with the market, there's a little bit of yield. Not a big deal. Um, hard to tell exactly what free cash flow is because, unfortunately, since they're a retailer, Value Line, we love Value Line. Value, I mean, you've heard us well, we've been quoting extensively from nice their numbers. Right. It's right there in front but of what us. What they don't give you is they don't give you CapEx on the retailers, which is very, very annoying, or at least some uh, um, some good uh, lease payment data on a right. on a on a reliable basis. Because they do need stores, and there's no metric here to help you, you know. And so I can't what tell what free cash flow is. Okay, but um, the business they operate convenience stores in nine midwestern states, primarily Iowa, Missouri, and Illinois. They sell gasoline, variety of food, etc. Almost 1,400 company-owned stores as of uh, April. Uh, gasoline, 70% of total revenue. All right, so gas, huge, big deal. Well, but um, the gross margin on gas is going to, as, as a percent of total gross income, direct, it'll be low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Officers and directors own 7%. Employee savings plan owns 5%. T. Rowe owns 6 They're based in Iowa. And um, what I kind of got me interested is the stock's gone sideways, kind of down. It traded above 27 earlier this year, so we're more than 15% off our high here. Um, the the uh, uh, leverage is moderate. Uh, Value Line says 15% debt to cap, but uh, that may exclude the leases. There's some decent uh, cash here. It probably does exclude the leases. Mm. Um, the story looks kind of interesting because they apparently just recently added lottery ticket sales, and that's bringing people who stop for gas into the store. To buy something else. And they're buying something else, like, a, I guess, a candy bar or something. And margins at the pump, they're apparently doing a better job of managing that. And they recently announced the acquisition of 33 Handy Mart stores. These are apparently twice as productive as their Not own the properties. Not the Handy Mart chain. <laughs> what I, next? I have no idea where it's located. <laughs> it says nothing. Handy Mart. What a great name. Um, they're going to borrow $100 million. So I adjusted their capital structure and it looks like we're talking more like 30 percent debt to cap um what was i i've got five percent here mentioned why have i got this oh they're Same picking, star sales the acquisition growth. is about five percent of revenue so i'm getting a nice little pop to the top line with the acquisition i'm trying to figure out why the stocks traded sideways except that it had been a really strong performer in 05 and looks like the uh, they had a had a negative comparison in the July quarter. It looks like it's going to be roughly flat in the October quarter. So a little bit of near-term turbulence for some reason. And based on that value line in September, decided they didn't like it. There's no information here about why they wouldn't. Looks to me like kind of an interesting idea um, in a slowing economy where uh, uh, at the margin, the marginal consumer, which is who we're really talking about, people with a lot of money, Aren't going to worry about gas prices being up a little bit or being a little more nervous. Well, or as about gas prices come job. down right now, and you have a five in your hand, maybe that extra. You know, buck but the goes average the average Joe is going to be you know going to Casey's to get the you know gets gas for two cents less a gallon, and uh, they probably uh, you know they're not charging premium prices for cigarettes. I used to cover like Seven Eleven years ago when gas I'm prices guessing, come down. It's good. For, I've seen them, but I've never actually. It's good for, uh, for for their gross margins and traffic and everything else. Anyway, take a look at it. It looks like uh, looks like something that might uh, you know have a small time move in it um, as uh, uh, the news flow gets better over uh, no, good the one. next couple of quarters. So Terrific, that's what I have. What else you got? That's it.
That's all you have this week. That's, I'm sorry. And that's all I have. I'm sorry. That's all okay. I have. Okay. So that's all we have as the value guys. So uh, this this has been the Value Line Observer. We've been uh, talking about stocks from the Value Line Investment Survey of November 3rd, 2006. And, that's right. Uh, um, we liked, uh, over here, we like Monaco Coach with a two to three year um, investment horizon. And your favorite one was? Well, I love this little flyer on Italian, Italian pasta. American Italian yeah. pasta. But the one I really like for the long term That's that you can put story. in the bank is Take Two. Two they own the best franchise in the video Just game. Just hold your nose business. and buy it. Yeah. Well, you don't even have to do that. We'll talk to you next week, people. Well, and so will I. So uh, <laughs> Take care. Yeah, this has been Val Hughes. And Vern Val Thank you. The value okay. guys. Bye. So, bum, bum.